0: ¡Ajo a poco más dinero! Como te quiero yo, no lo busques
1: en reír.
0: Y te lo juro por mi vale. es que tengo que conseguir que me cabe de manja también. Hello, podcast listeners out there. This is a new episode of Lateral Conversations. My guest today is Zach Leary. Zach uh, is the host of his own podcast show, It's All Happening. You can find that show easily uh, with Google, it'sallhappeningshow.com. It's a fantastic podcast. Check it out. Zach has a wide array of interesting guests and interesting conversations. And he does a fantastic job there. In this episode, we are talking a lot about podcasting itself, the trials and tribulations of podcasting, so to speak. We're talking a little bit about uh, his worldview, about his cosmology, about his uh, spiritual practice. Of course, we're talking a little bit about his father, more specifically about the influence of uh, his body of work our culture that is our spiritual culture in regard of consciousness development and so on and we're talking a little bit about what it means to navigate the boundaries between doing your own stuff and develop your own passions uh, on one side and being the son of a famous person on the other side so for me this was a very interesting conversation I hope You like it too without further ado have fun with this podcast with this episode my name is tom Mark. i hope um you will tune in next time nice to see you zach
1: nice to see you too thanks for having me on your program
0: yeah of course of course i was so looking forward to this um but we're we're coming to this later so you're calling from los angeles
1: yeah i'm calling from los have you
0: been to los angeles no no i've never been there
1: Oh okay. So it's um I live in Santa Monica, which okay. is a, a it's a beach town. So I'm kind of um uh, pretty close to the beach, about five minutes from the beach. Yeah. Wow.
0: Wow. Yeah. It's nice. Uh did you did you ever visit Europe?
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, I've been oh you know, I've been to Germany, I've been to England, France, Italy, all over. Wow. Yeah. Wow
0: is uh, is is los angeles still the good place for consciousness development and all that stuff is it still a good place to be or, or what would you think i think
1: so yeah i think so i think los angeles is a great city for consciousness development and expansion i mean that's really why i stay here because there are good things happening here okay um for i example? Mean, well it, it's just it's a great kind of community of thought leaders um, you know, of podcasters <laughs> mm. of um of uh, like virtual rea- virtual reality thinkers of great writers and uh, artists and um, uh, you know there's lots of good technology kind of companies, a lot of good startups here okay. um you know Los Angeles is sort of built around um the idea because it was you know the city the expansion of the city was really built around film okay um in the in the middle of the twentieth century. That that whole even if you don't work in film, there's still you know the arts are still there's so many people here are artists okay. and, and don't have regular jobs. You know?
0: Okay, <laughs> interesting. And and yeah. I, I'm not that into that scene. But what kind of thought leaders and visionaries are you talking about when you oh, when you I, talk about uh, Los Angeles?
1: I mean, like um uh, okay, I mean like uh, people like Duncan Trussell, who's mm. an amazing. Podcaster and uh, I think psychedelic visionary. um, uh, You know, there's great virtual reality kind of um, uh, conceptualization and Hmm. and and, uh, kind of you know new paradigms kind of around that happening here. Um, A lot of interesting tech happens here in Los Angeles because um, in Silicon Valley, um, of course, that's still the the epicenter of tech, but it's still so revenue driven in Silicon Valley, and still so based on like software that can immediately address revenue concerns. That um, a lot of the more experimental stuff kind of happens down here in Los Angeles, okay. which is kind of fun.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Okay.
1: And you know, my, my dad lived here. You know? Oh, of course. I mean, yeah. So, <laughs> mm. it, uh, you know, he he liked Los Angeles for that for that reason
0: too. Mm. That yeah. that uh, movie, Dying to Know, um uh, currently playing in Los Angeles. Is that right?
1: It is playing. Yeah, it just um, it's just winding down now. Uh, mm. It's been playing here for about six weeks. Okay. But
0: yeah, okay. When will it come to Europe?
1: That's a good question. Yeah, I actually don't know the answer to it. I don't. I don't think it's going to open theatrically in Europe. It'll mm. probably be on um, available on DVD or streaming okay. uh, in the fall. I
0: think. Ah. That's great. Yeah. No, I'm. Um, I'm always, as a European, as a German, I'm always intrigued with American history and American culture because you have always these these two sides, which for me are very interesting. This one side, which is imperialistic and and mm. uh, uh, with racial problems and uh, weird drug laws and. And all that stuff on one side, and on the other side, there's this, there's this pure creative energy and spiritual energy coming from that, which is able to yep. change the world. And it's just, it's just like a conundrum for me, you know. It's like, what what are your thoughts about this? Yeah,
1: and and now more so than ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, currently, what we're seeing right now, kind of come out of America, is uh, it's it's very confusing. There's no mm-hmm. question about it. Um, you know, it's it's amazing that in the year 2016 that somebody like donald trump can still be so popular Mm. um i mean i don't understand and and i'm an american and Mm. i still don't understand you know it Mm. just doesn't really seem to make much sense um and you know also like you mentioned like you know the the spiritual element as well in you know in america and in los angeles too you know we have an amazing spiritual community the Mm. the yoga the yoga movement and the, the kirtan movement and And, uh, like the whole self-realization movement is really popular in Los Angeles Mm. yet at the same time, American imperialism is, is alive and well. Um, yeah, I think it just really goes to show. I mean, there's just, there's, I mean, throughout the world, but in America, there's really still so much separation.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, let us let us uh, speak a little bit about podcasting because uh, a year ago I came across this concept of podcasting and it was because I was in brief contact with Chris Ryan, who who has a a, a fantastic podcast and I don't know which episode it was, but uh, then he had you on uh, his podcast. Yeah. And I Googled it a little bit and I found that you also had a fantastic podcast, uh, <laughs> All is Happening.
1: Yes, it's all happening.
0: It's all, exactly, it's all happening. So, mm-hmm. And I like this one as well very much uh, and, and, and the one of, of Chris Ryan. I even like the one from Joe Rogan sometimes. Yeah, sometimes I, they're so, good. So yeah. I, he had just uh, Rus- Russell Brand on his program and this was a fantastic episode. I don't know if you, if you heard it.
1: I haven't heard it yet, but I saw it. it's in my it's in my queue. Mm. <laughs> yeah.
0: So you, you regularly listen to podcasts?
1: I do. I do. I'm a regular podcast listener, but I think like most podcast fans, uh there are so many <laughs>
0: mm.
1: <laughs> that it's very uh it's 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 hard to it's hard to keep track, you know. I certainly um there isn't any one podcaster to which I listen to every episode of mm. because th- there are simply too many of them. Um, but, you know, I still, you know, I listen to Joe Rogan. I listen to Mark Maron. I listen to Duncan Trussell often. Mm. I listen to Dan Carlin. Um, I listen to Chris Ryan. Uh, I listen to some of the spiritual podcasts. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess they're not really podcasts, but like, you know, the, the Ram Dass lectures that are okay. put out mm. in podcast format. Mm. Um, you know, those are great. They're just wonderful archives. Mm. And this
0: to... is the thing. In, in America, it's uh, developed this podcasting scene. In Germany, it's not that, that big. Oh, no? No, no, okay. no, 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 no. So, um, How so, come? I don't know. I don't know. It's like uh, we are always a little bit late on those things, and the creative impulses um, take a little while um, to come across the Atlantic, I guess.
1: But do people... Uh, yeah. Are people warming up to the idea of it becoming um, like a a, an information channel or an entertainment channel? Do Do you think it's going to take?
0: Yes, but it will take some time, I guess. Uh, For me, it's like I I like the idea because um, to provide some some content which is which is not uh, television or or mainstream radio, but 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 to talk uh, openly about some some topics and i don't know i i guess the people in germany has to get accustomed to to that idea you know there are some yeah. but but not that much so mm-hmm. the i i for myself listen to those uh podcasts you you just mentioned duncan trussell and and joe yeah. rogan because it's like there there's interesting stuff going on in those
1: mm-hmm. there is and it's also i mean like we were talking about before it's a great paradigm for new media.
0: Mm.
1: I mean the the great thing about podcasting and and also too it's I mean like myself and Duncan Trussell and Joe and those guys I mean you, you know the the space that that we live in um is one thing but even just like you know like what uh, Malcolm Gladwell or even some mm. of the, the the news people are doing as well it's um it, it's it's just amazing because you, there really is no um, there's no central authority for anybody's podcast the That's gatekeepers mm. there are no gatekeepers mm. and it makes it's such a great way to to engage with the audience because mm. it's it's just a new way of creating you know uh, storytelling streams and and thought channel streams and convergent streams and consciousness expansion streams that mm. that have no that have no gatekeepers. I mean that's one thing that has changed a lot in the last 50 years when so mm. we were just talking about that like so, 50 years ago there were three networks on television ABC, and, nbc and, and and cbs yeah oh, in america mm. and those and also nbc also owned many many radio stations mm. and and then there was the new york times and you know that was kind of it you know that, that that's how the story was told
0: the story mm. was told
1: through the 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 lens that came through one of those networks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's uh, it's that's a very exciting time that we live in now that the story can be rewritten.
0: So this is your uh, motivation. This was your motivation starting that that well uh, podcast. Yeah, I'd like to say that was my motivation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great, but it really wasn't. No, my motivation was uh, um. I've been working on a book for a long time and, uh, I, I hit a wall. Okay. Um, yeah, I personally just kind of hit a wall with it and, uh, just couldn't really live in my, not, not to be too spiritual here, but I really was having a hard time living in my creative heart mm. and it was just, it was hard for me. Uh, and I, I was just finding a, a struggle with being able to do that every day mm. and then it kind of just hit me. Um, that I should start a podcast because a podcast is a great way to nurture creativity, to, uh, to meet, to go out and talk to other people.
0: That's true. Mm-hmm. Because,
1: uh, you know, it, like you're doing with me now, and it was just a great way for me to kind of start something that, uh, that could force me to be creative and engage with other people and to mm-hmm. exchange ideas, which could help hopefully inspire myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to admit that my motivation was entirely selfish. You know, it was just about, it was about motivating me and keeping me engaged. Mm. Um, and then it, it, it turned into something else over, over the last year. But,
0: mm. yeah. You know, with uh, episode 50? Oh, how many episodes? Yep.
1: Mm. Episode 50, yeah, th- this week is my one-year anniversary.
0: Ah, really? Wow. Mm. Mm. And how's that going for you? Do you, do you feel well? Uh, with with the podcasting is that something you you want to um, develop further
1: absolutely yeah i love it it, it's great i think it's uh
0: um
1: you know at the beginning it was uh, like i was like oh my god this is much harder than i thought it was gonna be (laughs) it is hard it's hard to yeah, make you have to with, you
0: have it's... to find guests you have to you have to inform yourself about the work and then you have to do you have to find like a, a like a time when you when you can do the podcast and then you have to do the podcast and then you have to edit it and publish it and and uh, make some advertisements yeah. for it <laughs> and this is a lot of work if you want to do it uh, 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 on a weekly basis yeah. you know and and, yeah. and 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 the revenue is I don't know how it's with you, but for me, it's r- relatively minimal so that, yeah so i am
1: just starting to yeah, kind of yeah. get to to the revenue thing now, mm. but it's just it's hard to make i mean all of that that you just said, but it's hard to make an hour's worth of good content That's true.
0: That's <laughs> you know true. it
1: it is, and uh, i'm I'm finding it easier though, so you know the more I do it the 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 I'm getting I'm sort of more in the groove so. Yeah, no, I'm really enjoying it. But no, this, this is
0: this is exactly the thing I, I I'm looking for. You know, when I'm when I'm doing a podcast, um, sometimes it's a little bit dry, and sometimes it's it's more flowing depending mm. on the chemistry. But I'm always yeah. looking for that moment uh, in the conversation where some new things are popping up, some new emergence, some new insights, some new information, and which which gives the the communication a, a totally new direction. You know, and some something is alive and. You know it's but it, sometimes it takes a while to get to that point you know what i mean yeah <laughs> what,
1: what, how, how far along are you
0: uh I, this is just my 25th uh, episode I, I started in november
1: oh wow okay so hmm. you're still you're even newer than me yeah
0: yeah 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 all right <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, are you enjoying it
0: though i love it i love it yeah. i'm uh, i'm i'm always nervous so <laughs> but uh, I, I really love it because I, I like the conversation i like to 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 learn new stuff and it's 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 so great to see what i don't know you know to 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 talk to people and delve into their world yeah and to to get new information and and it in, in a way this is my personal thing but it's also like a social service because i i hope to provide new information and new new perspectives for my for my for my listeners
1: yes that's a i I like that's a great way to looking at a a social service but also i you know i found i've i've learned more in the last year than you know i feel like i have in the previous 10 Mm. i mean it's just you know where my my guests have taken me it's just it's been an amazing 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 ride mm. um, you know they've been just so so fantastic and i've had the um you know i've definitely been blessed and had the good fortune to have just some so many fantastic guests and mm. great minds stop by mm. to do this mm. and i've just learned so much it's really pushed me into new directions and to explore new areas that i just i hadn't been in before so mm. that part i'm just i'm just loving
0: so so you you're um how, how is your book project uh, going along is it something that um you the problems you you did overcome with the podcasting or is it still uh, on hold
1: no it's it's uh, i've definitely um i found a new burst of uh inspiration within the last few months for sure
0: okay what is it about is,
1: but. It's uh it's about the fusion of technology and spirituality and how that informs our quest for self-identification. So it's 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 nonfiction, um mm. really. And it's uh basically like using the two pillars of technology and spirituality to tell the story of our struggle for identity. Mm. For not just uh, our struggle for identity as a culture, but also within personal identity as Mm. well. So, um, you know, for instance, like a very modern example in the technology sphere is, uh, you know, I think a lot of people who they really, who they want to be in the world and and the the person that they truly are within their soul, it's often lost when they're just... uh, you know, tweeting and instagramming and taking selfies mm. and 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 it's just so kind of caught up in this short-term identity that doesn't really have any true value to it mm. uh, and i like technology I'm, I'm not anti-technology i just think that it's uh you know there, there's with people who are growing up today with millennials who are born into it um there there's a struggle just for you know to truly discover one own soul because it's so mired in the Short-term kind of attention span, short attention span theater of of how technology works today. Mm. So things like that, exploring a lot of examples and tales like that, mm. and a little bit of autobiographical, maybe ten okay. percent autobiographical. Mm.
0: Yeah. You, do you know the German philosopher uh, Peter Sloterdijk? No, I don't. No, no because he he was a uh, um, he's quite famous uh, here here in Europe and. Uh, he was, at one point in his life, he was a Osho dis- disciple in the 70s, I guess. Okay. So he has a very keen understanding of, of spirituality. And um, he thinks that spirituality is a form of technique, a form of a way to, to, to deal with consciousness, and to, a form of technology, so to speak, you know, a mind technology. Mm. And so, so I, I find this idea to, to compare... Uh, material technology and uh, mental technology quite interesting
1: that's Uh, very what's his name
0: Peter Sloterdijk
1: Peter Sloterdijk okay I'm just gonna write that down yeah I I I, I like that a lot you know I have a a theory of my own too that I think um, the manifestation of God and the manifestation of you know I guess Godhead or whatever Mm. it is that you you want to call it. I think there is a new evolution of God that exists within cyberspace. Mm. That exists within all of this technology that we're using, because you know, no no matter what your spiritual practice is, or your you know whatever whatever your leanings are, if you're a Christian or an Osho devotee, or or you know a radical Islamist, it doesn't Mm. doesn't really matter. It's a You know, the idea of God, that relationship to God is somewhat antiquated. You know, we're using pretty antiquated, um, uh, you know, metaphors or systems Mm. for defining God. You know, even if you have a modern spiritual practice, it's Mm. still, you know, it's still something that's been talked about for the same way for thousands of years. So, I think God is, is, uh, not only is God, you know, completely full of knowledge, but God is also... Intelligent and God is evolving and redefining itself and redefining ways to be discovered. So why wouldn't God live within all of this digital ephemera that's, that's mm. been created? I mm. think so. Mm. Uh, I, I, I totally believe that. Because if you think about you know, the best, like uh, think about Facebook or something, for instance, like Facebook at its very best, and it's not always used this way, but when it's at its best, it's about connecting people. It's that's about true. bringing understanding. It's about bringing cultural sensitivity. It's about connecting individuals and connecting friends and connecting cultures. And that's a, very, that's a pretty godly thing to do.
0: That's true. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, I'm thinking about uh, on, um, Ray Kurzweil and his theory that we're yeah. developing mm-hmm. uh, by, I don't know, in 15 years, in 20 years. No, in 20, 25 years, we develop um, artificial intelligence, um, mm. Greater than or equal to our minds, and this intelligence will will create yeah. an intelligence which is even more intelligent, and we can upload our consciousness into that uh, artificial yeah. intelligence by 2046 or something like this.
1: Yeah, I, I you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, and I, I don't know if that's if if, if he. the 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 implication within that is that technology is separate from ourselves
0: Mm. is
1: that you know we are creating uh there's this outside uh entity that is being developed that is separate from the human experience therefore Mm. it's going to take over the human experience i'm not so sure that's true um I I think, sure, there are elements of that that is true, but I don't think there's going to be any one singularity moment to where the equation, you know, to where it's Mm. simply the pot is going to run over. I think so much of, uh, you know, especially you know, augmented realities and artificial intelligence theories and engines and applications that we're going to be building are really going to be extensions of us. They're Mm. not going to be in addition to us. They're going to be, you know, kind of, a new block on the evolutionary chain, perhaps, Ooh. I don't know, but I like Kurzweil, he's a fascinating guy, <laughs> Yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> so so yeah. How, how is your own world you, you You spoke about God, and I mean, you are, uh, as far as I understand, you, you practice Bhakti Yoga.
1: I do, so, yeah.
0: So in, uh, in a traditional way or in an updated way, how, how would you describe the, your approach and your worldview in that, that regard?
1: Well, yeah, it's funny because uh, I do, I'm contradicting myself a little bit here in that uh, um, I I do think there's a new kind of evolved sort of evolution of Godhead uh, that's manifesting in technology. But at the same time, you know, I do practice bhakti yoga and a lot of my practices are very traditional, therefore somewhat ancient, Mm -hmm. you know. So, uh, I, I admit that and I understand the, the contradiction there, but, um, yeah, I mean, my worldview it's, it's, uh, in, in that respect, it's, uh, it's, it's not entirely even that original. I mean, I just think that, um, you know, at the, at the core fundamental core, you know, God is love, God is awareness mm. and God is, is, is everything. God is the collective conscience the collective conscious that consciousness that that unites us all that kind of creates a a plane for us to exist in Mm. and to kind of share this dance in and the collective consciousness is um you know it's i do really believe it is something that we all we all share and then our individual souls just kind of have a different you know point of view of that consciousness but that's Mm. where that's where god lies and that's where god is and uh you know the greatest, like we were talking about at the beginning of of our conversation, what we're really experiencing now, and so much of the heartache and headache in the world is once again the illusion of separation. Mm. It's this idea that we have to be separate from each other, and that why do we feel? Why do human beings have to exist in a way that indicates we? Have to disagree with other people, we can't just get along. it doesn't mm. and that's historically true. It's always been true, but once again, we're seeing it more and more like we have to have conflict. conflict mm. is the driving engine, it seems, and I it think seems. that's just mm. a, yeah
0: so uh, um do, do you try to to how do you approach conflicts from from a bhakti yoga way i mean uh, in in your daily life and, and and in general, when you see events. Uh, like what's, hap- what's happening in Turkey or France or, or in the United yeah. States? How how do you deal with this? With this? Okay, that's uh-huh. something I, I I have to integrate. Or, I-
1: well, I mean, you know, yesterday was um, uh, uh, the kind of on the Hindu calendar, what's called Guru Purnima, which is um, the the full moon. Uh, that is the most auspicious time to reflect on the guru. And uh, it's a very high kind of um, ecstatic, very important holy day within the the Hindu Mm -hmm. tradition. And, you know, we're talking about this yesterday with a lot of people and really reflecting on the idea that, you know, when you're truly open and aware, everybody is the guru. Mm. And... So, therefore, that's how you approach conflict, and that's what conflict is. It's like if, you know, we're seeing these atrocities and seeing these terrible people do these terrible atrocities around the world. It's just the guru speaking in a form that is trying to tell us something, is trying to tell us that, you know, the maya, the illusion, the false identification is alive and well, is... It's um, you know, it's it's a require. It's a it's time for us to dig even deeper to seek out the universal truth. It's time mm. for us. It's uh, time to wake up and even you know explore our commonalities even in, in our in our compassionate hearts, and even with with greater hunger, you know. And that's how I think we have we need to approach conflict. Is that you know have. You know, this this level of understanding that, you know, even the people committing the conflict, um, you know, they're 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 suffering. You know, these people are, are, are suffering, they're angry, they're they're confused. And you know, if we just love them more and don't vilify them, mm. continue to vilify them, uh you know, then you know, and that's hard to say because it's 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 a difficult thing to wrestle with because it's hard to say. Oh, I love ISIS. Of course, you know, mm. it, it's obviously very difficult. But uh, you know, I I love the souls, you know, and I can't. I'm I'm not one just to you know completely vilify them and and want to r- wipe them off the map. It's just some kind of understanding and compassionate heart needs to happen within this. This but this this is a
0: specific yeah uh, this is a specific bhakti yoga technique.
1: Yeah, okay. I think I think so. Well, I mean the specific bhakti technique is I mean it's much simpler just love everyone. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's it. It's just love everyone. Everyone is having an incarnation right now, mm. and some people are more confused than others, and that's just the way it is. Doesn't matter. But, but love what, what
0: what what does it mean uh, uh, specifically? I mean, what what I understand or what I what I uh, presume is that um, first you uh, don't judge automatically, or act, or uh, have an emotional response to something. Uh, automatically, so you can yeah. you can approach that with a clear heart and with a clear mind. So, well, but
1: as Ramdas once said, in order to protest your enemies, you must first truly love them as much as you love yourself. Mm. Only then can you start protesting your enemies. Mm. So, it, you know that doesn't mean that you can't protest your enemies. I mean, yes, you can, but we still have to we have to love them through it you know Mm. we we can't hit our enemies to to the form like and i'm not i mean this is easy for me to say on a podcast but for anybody who follows me in in social media you know i get in political arguments all the time Mm. Uh, and i get super angry and 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 riled up, and you know, I get pretty worked up around around some of these issues because uh, you know, so so much of it has to do with ignorance to me and mm. and uh, and closed mindedness. But mm. ultimately, yes, that's the Bhakti technique. Is just to like, exactly what you said.
0: Mm. How much of it, uh, and and your your worldview and your your ethics or philosophy is is informed by by Ramdas or or the the philosophy of your father.
1: Uh, yeah, a, a lot I, w- I would say a lot. I mean the the philosophy of the two of them was pretty pretty different um, uh, in a lot of ways. I think in in terms of maybe the techniques were a little bit different, but ultimately they were they were similar at the end um, mm-hmm. but but yeah, I, I, a lot of my worldview is is Formed by, by both of them. I mean, I still see Ramdas a couple times a year, hmm. so he's still active in my life and still informing me. <laughs> so can, Whereas, can you
0: can you give an example how how um, how does it inform your your acting in the world, your being in the world?
1: Well, if you see Ramdas today and you hang out and you spend any time with him today, his level of brightness and his level of love that shines through him and that truly truly loves everybody Mm. it's not it's not a joke it's it's not an act you know Mm. Uh, i mean he truly radiates that you know something very very beautiful and when you're around that and you're just in that space with him it's it's very potent it's very it's very contagious (laughs) Mm. you know so that's how it informs my worldview even when i'm not with him i just try to remember that Mm. Uh, I just try to remember that that energy field that he creates, and if I could remember just ten percent of that energy field mm-hmm. that's my worldview, and that changes my day to day life
0: mm-hmm. and and uh, from from uh, your father's side like these this whole concept of uh, uh, uh evolution of 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 the nervous system of the uh, of the mind, of the consciousness, does it inform you as well, or is that something that is like a, um, like, a back, uh, like a system, like a uh, um, like your Microsoft system in the in, in the <laughs> consciousness? I don't know how to. Yeah, I, I don't know if you use Apple or Microsoft, but you you get my idea. So is is that something which?
1: <laughs> I use Apple by the way. I'm an Apple person, but uh, yes, it does. And his. Um, his world view yeah. you know he was at the end of the day he was a futurist more than anything mm. he was you know a, a philosopher uh, but he exists in the realm of being a futurist mm. of human evolution he was not caught up in any one sort of paradigm of our culture
0: mm.
1: so you know when i was growing up and go, becoming a teenager and when i was starting to discover who he was the psychedelic timothy leary was not the timothy leary that i knew first mm. it was i i knew the personal computer <laughs> timothy leary i knew the the the, the futurist guy oh, the okay. you know the mm. uh the cyberpunk guy and then you know the psychedelic thing kind of came later so I think that is uh, the level of his consciousness that sits with me the most these days is Mm. that, you know, constantly reinvent yourself. It's never too late to start new. Mm. You can always start again every single day. You know, you can always just re and you use the, computer metaphor just a second ago but you know you can always upgrade your operating system and mm. you would use language like that all the time you could mm. always reboot and start over and over and over again and you never have to be hung up on the past or be hung up on these old ideas of who it is you thought you were, mm. you know, start over
0: Is that what you mean uh, with it's all happening?
1: <laughs> well no, it's all happening like what I mean by that it's yeah, it's it's part of that. But
0: wait, I was wondering what, what do you mean by that?
1: Well, let me give you an example. So in in America, and uh you know, I don't know if it's in, in Europe if it's as pronounced, but you know, we had uh Donald Trump you hmm. know, here and it's it's very disconcerting. But we also had Bernie Sanders. And you know Bernie Sanders was an amazing you know uh, you know, roller coaster of hope and inspiration,
0: mm. especially
1: for so many young people mm. and so what was fascinating about that is not that they were that both of them were kind of a- around and kind of uh, on both opposite ends of the spectrum. What was so fascinating about it was that they were existing at the same time that's so, so it, that that to me is a very fascinating part of the of the story, in and in an extremely sort of. Uh, I think that's that's the lesson to study. That's the that's how history should 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 look at this this period in our time. Okay. Is that both of these things happened at the same time? Hmm. Complete opposite ends of this, of the spectrum that could both inspire so much passion and so much dialogue, and yet and and so much. Uh, opposition too but that's what i mean it's all happening you know every possible option and every possible outcome it's it's all happening at the same time
0: i understand in the uh, line of thinking everything that uh, can happen will happen
1: will happen or is already happening Mm. you know i think Mm. that's one of the the fascinating things about the time that we live in is that Mm. everything is so condensed now and, uh, you know, the media, the media sphere delivers us, uh, so much concentrated information in such a short period of time that, you know, every, mm. so many possible outcomes are already happening at the, mm. at the same time.
0: Mm. Regarding your, 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 your podcast, all is happening. I, I was wondering, um, you, uh, should have an amazing pool of, um, uh, people uh, with whom you could do a podcast, on on the one side, but on the other side you have a, a very specific uh, guest list. <laughs> yeah. So um, because, so so what what is the the theme of of this podcast? You know,
1: I, I do, and I'm glad you asked the question because half the time I don't even know.
0: <laughs> it's
1: just <laughs> it's kind of just I wake up one day and I, I find that interesting. That's the theme, you know. Okay. Um. But the theme really is uh, what I've become more and more fascinated with. Um, Yes, there I do have, you know, there's a fair amount of spiritual guests on. Um, And I have, you know, some technologists as well. But uh, my theme is really people who have manifested realities for themselves that inspire me. Mm. So they've created realities for themselves that exist outside of the social norm, mm. that they've seen their dharma clearly and they're able to manifest it and create a world for themselves to live in uh, that's practical, economical, inspirational, all of these different things mm. that is truly, truly remarkable. And these are great examples for us to to look at, to live by. And so that that's really the theme of, of the type of guests that I have on is people okay. who are just um, – who are doing great things in the world and and who aren't subscribed to any one norm or to any one kind of tradition.
0: No, no, this is this is my my approach to to interview people to talk to people who have created their own world and uh, who who are in a way authentic creators of which is which is within them and uh, which contribute to, to, to culture. Yes, this this impulse, so but uh, but but again i i and maybe this is a silly question but i imagine uh you live in, in 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 los angeles and with your past and and everything you you must have crazy access to to hollywood people but uh with who are creative in a way yeah yeah and and who who are doing all this stuff so and, and musicians and whatnot but again you're choosing specific spe- people
1: yeah well it's interesting, yes, i do uh, um I, I do have access to some some pretty great people, but it, I, oddly well, no, I shouldn't say oddly, but uh you know it's not that easy um to to get you know all of those people even on podcasts hmm. and uh, I think so much of that has to um has been because in America, you know the podcast format has become. It's become almost mainstream, you know, like... Like well, Maren, for example, yeah, he's, like, he's yeah, like mainstream. Martin. Yeah, he's, he's pretty pretty mainstream. And, hmm. and it's essentially his show is just like a celebrity show now. Hmm. Uh, more than it is like a thought leader show. I think he's just... And, and I'm not putting down Maren, I think he's great. But he just gets big name celebrities because he can, you know. Hmm. Um, and that's a, it's a great thing for him to do. And, uh, you know, that's not something I'm, I'm interested in doing um you know i've caught myself kind of uh checking myself kind of going after a few guests and then kind of retreating because i'm like well why do i want them anyway is Mm. it just because they're famous Mm. you know that that's not uh it's tempting to try to do that and i know that would uh you know help my numbers i guess but at the at the end i don't really really want to do that um mm. la- la- last week though i did uh i had andy summers on andy summers from the police oh, uh, Okay. and uh, you know that was uh, the first uh really big uh like really big iconic musician mm. you know from a big band that i've had on mm. and it was great it was just amazing and he oh. was just just lovely oh. and very inspirational mm. um so, and, and that's actually this week's episode, and I'm really, really happy about that one. Uh, so I'm just, I'm trying to find, find the line and just, uh, I mean, of course, like, hey, you know, if, if anybody knows Neil Young who's listening, please.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'd love for him to come on the podcast.
0: <laughs> no, no, I, I'm, I'm just asking because I have this, this investigatory impulse, and I just recently saw a video of Jim Carrey. Uh, where it was what is a compilation uh, of of spiritual th- thoughts and uh, perspectives that he had, and it was quite interesting. And I wondered if he's authentic, you know, if yes. he yes yeah, um,
1: from what I understand he really is yeah.
0: So so because it's it sounds authentic, but on the other side he's an actor, you know. So so I well, was wondering um, if if he can live that. What, what he says?
1: <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's a great question, man. I, 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 you know, I don't know. Hollywood's a very compu- confusing place, Tom. It's
0: a <laughs> very confusing place.
1: There's, and, and I don't know Jim Carrey. Uh, I mean, I, I met him once really, really briefly. Um, I, I certainly don't know him well. But by all accounts, he seems authentic. But, you know, these days too, uh, this isn't, I'm not trying to be judgmental or anything, but things like meditation, Mm. Uh, it's very trendy right now. It's very, you know, it's very cool to be mindful right now, you know, and to have a mindfulness practice, and mm. you know, and all of these things, and uh, to be a yogi, and to, uh, you know, to have mm. a guru, and all all of these sorts of things. You know, it, it's a, it's a pretty trendy phase that we're living in, especially in the west side of Los Angeles. Kind mm. of the, you know, nouveau modern takes on spirituality, not religion, is it's a very popular path to be on. And and that's great, you know. I I don't know if they're who is truly authentic and who isn't. Uh, mm. It doesn't it doesn't even bother me that you know many people are just kind of playing the part. Mm. But you know that that's sort of it's par for the course, I guess. I don't so, know.
0: But this is good to know. So you're basically doing it like me. I'm I'm just flowing it uh, week by week, and and look what what uh, kind of inspiration I have, and yeah. uh, what people are offering. So, yeah. and, and sometimes it's, it's spontaneous and somebody says hey do you want to do a podcast and I think about it and, and yeah so it's developing by itself in a way
1: yeah that's a, I, I, that's a great way to put it I, I kind of feel that too it's, mm. uh, at this point now one year into it it it, it does have a life of its own mm. it, it does it really does and then just the way that you know, I book guests I mean I'm kind of booked for the next month or so um okay and it's just yeah interesting people who kind of come into my radar and Mm. and i'm like oh wow that's you're fascinating let's let's Mm. do a podcast and Mm. try to keep it at that
0: yeah so so you you're you're not enforcing it in any way you just let it flow and you, you don't have a goal or some place you want to be with that podcast you're just doing it in a way
1: well i do have a goal in the sense that uh yeah and i do I, I do have a goal in the sense that i would uh i'd like it to be uh popular enough to where i could you know partially sustain myself from it okay. um you know i mean i do i would like to see that happen i mean that's not why i'm doing it i don't want to Confused. It's all happening, it's, man. It's all happening. <laughs> yeah, man. It, it's like, look, if that never happens, it doesn't matter. I'm still going to keep doing it. Um, mm. I, I am. Um, and it's not going to stop me from, from doing it. But sure, mm. I, I would like to do it. And I do have, I have found that I, you know, I, I have a voice. I feel pretty good at it. I'm, I'm mm. able to kind of step into this being part of my dharma. Not all mm. of it, but it's a little part of it. So uh, I i I'd like for it to keep going and to have a little... You know, no, you have okay.
0: a great voice. It's, Thanks. It's, it's it's good listening to you, really. Oh, thank you. <laughs> no, I, I personally say with with Duncan Trussell, it's too confusing for me at times, so, <laughs> I, I, so I like his podcast, but but uh, I like that baritone. You know, I can relax then.
1: Yeah, Duncan's pretty intense, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's that's true.
1: <laughs> but what, what a great guy. What, mm. a, what a what a great mind he has, though, for sure. Mm. Mm but yeah i can't listen to every episode of it so,
0: <laughs> so um can can i just ask one one question about uh, your father of course as many as you want so so um because I, I i was wondering um if if you should put yourself in in the position um of historian and well, i can try um, so and and a historian who had lived in in this center in this bubble as you explain it I guess in another podcast how how would you describe and how would what do you think about the work and the influence of of Timothy Leary from a yeah from a historical viewpoint
1: well yeah I'm I'm glad you qualified the last part because it's uh the historical viewpoint is really the I guess the part that I'm I resonate with the most um because of his, his body of work, it was so, it's really, really big, you know. I mean, over 20 books and very, very intense. Uh, so, it's hard to pick sort of any one stream of uh, his work product that um, mm. that I really think is his legacy because there are so many. Uh, but as from a historical perspective, you know, it, it's really, really just a, an, an amazing, amazing, amazing story. And I continue to be uh you know i continue to be blown away by it mm. I, I really do uh you know just things like you know it was again it wasn't even you know all that long ago it was just 50 years ago he was being persecuted by the united states government and on mm. the run and going to prison and escaping from prison and then being put back in and simply for his ideas mm. simply for being you know so provocative and so controversial with his ideas for Inspiring people to think for themselves and to, you know, to, to really push the limits of their own consciousness and to mm-hmm. question authority is an amazing thing to have witnessed. So, from, from that standpoint, I, I, you know, as a, a modern American historical figure, uh, I, I, it's it's an amazing story and I, I resonate with it a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah for me as well i i just told you in in, in that email for me I, I was 17 or 18 years old and i was a fairly regular guy and then by sheer luck i i got in contact with a, a friend of mine gave me this this book of your father's info psychology and it changed my life mm. uh, it gave a, a 180 degree turnaround and i, I still Today, participating from that movement of my of my mind, you know, I still think in those terms, you know, of, of this. I I I I don't necessarily use that specific model, uh. um, but from uh, I I would um, describe myself more uh, like in, in those terms, like post postmodern. So, but but for me, it was always only possible because. Um, I, I read this book, and I found this so so fascinating that a book can do this, mm. or a podcast for that matter. You know, if if you have a good podcast, it can change your mind, and yeah. and and. I think you must get that a lot. That a lot of people come to you and say that your father changed yeah. something, everything for me.
1: Yeah, uh, Info in psychology is a uh, is that the Eighth circuit book, mm-hmm. the eight circuit. A model of consciousness is that in is that, exactly. in, in, yeah, yeah, right. Um, yeah, I mean, that's one of his best His best mm. uh, works for sure. There's no question about it. Uh, is it
0: true he wrote that in prison?
1: Uh, most of it,
0: mm.
1: yeah, he used his time well in prison,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, mm. uh, yeah, he, he did. Um, <laughs> really fascinating. No, no,
0: I, 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 this was a personal example, but I, I, I think from a greater perspective, it's like everything that that happened uh, spiritually and uh, in the last fifty years. It's not, from my point of view, it's not thinkable without the work uh, and the movement of of your father and the culture in in which he lived. Yes. i don't know if you if you see it that way but but i was wondering how, how you see it you know because there was like in the, in the beginning of the 20th century there, there was like a massive influx of uh, spiritual techniques hinduism buddhism by by blavatsky and by alistair crowley and then there was this uh, german movement Lebensreform, reform rudolf steiner and uh, yeah. uh, all, all this stuff and and then with the war years n- nothing big happened in, yeah. in this regard, of course psychology the, for me a different stream of of mind technologies. but then in the sixties, there was a big explosion of of new thought of of a spirituality which is mindful, which is academic in a way yeah and and this is well deeply connected with with the work of your father and and it's it's yeah. my view, you know. <clears throat> well, what,
1: what you just said, though, it's mm. it's like because there was a, a little bit of a you know during the war years, and there were a little block of uh, you know not very much on the philosophical side happening. Uh, there mm. was kind of a little bit of a dark period. So much of the work that uh, that my dad did and Richard Albert too at the the early Harvard years mm. was a response to that. It was a response to you know, the great thing that he always said about the 60s is in order to understand the 60s, you must understand the 50s. Mm. And you must understand the juxtaposition against the two cultures and how, you know, it was such a huge change in the way that we could live our daily lives. Okay. You know, and, and this was this was a huge thing. So I do think uh, that was a very conscious uh, element within his, his, his point of view, uh, within uh, Timothy's point of view, was that um, not just... Like the mind, as it existed within the cultural context of the times, needed to be freed, hmm. and and he was the man to do it. You know, he was the man to do it.
0: Well, hmm. and how? Uh, what, um, I mean, how do you put yourself in the position to, to question those yes. those uh, <laughs> conservatory values and the modernist values, to so to speak.
1: Well, that's a question. I that's I don't have an answer for that question. I don't mm-hmm. understand, you know, how he how one sort of arrives at the conclusion that they're the man to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a it's a whole kind of case study in and of itself. How he sort of found his voice at the right time and mm. and knew the opportunities that were in front of him and exploited them and and jumped on the on that train as it mm. were uh, yeah just really really fascinating times
0: mm-hmm. can you i don't know how well you informed you are about of about the development of of spirituality and post postmodernity and all that stuff but if if you look at our culture now uh from a viewpoint of consciousness and spirituality and all that stuff can can you trace that back to your father and the works of your father or is it something which, hmm. is, which is independent uh, thought.
1: Well, d- do you think it goes back to him? I mean, I'm not. I'm not sure it goes back to him individually. I think it goes back to the times. You know, it goes exactly. Back, mm. goes but back he was a,
0: like like a spokesperson, uh, like uh, of Zeitgeist was. or something. Mm? Yes, yes, he was. Mm. There's,
1: there's no, there's no question about it. Um, you know, and Ramdas too. Uh, you know, is a fact uh on you know the modern view of spirituality and how our consciousness exists within that spirituality he was a huge influencer in that Mm. um you know we have to keep in mind that 1967 there were not many people you know going to india and coming back and calling themselves ramdas you Mm. know (laughs) these days you know they're they're there's so many people who do that, but it was a pretty fringe mm. thing back then. Mm. So the, this this cultural you know launch, this cultural rocket ship that these two guys created,
0: mm.
1: it, it was it was an amazing thing. And mm. uh, yeah, and I do think it, it does. It goes back to that to that time for sure. Mm. But many things happened. At, as of, course. As a, of course, of yeah. course. Of yeah.
0: course. No, but but uh, are you an adherent of that theory uh, I think Graham Hancock that mm. um you need specific uh drugs or uh, <laughs> substances to to uh, jumpstart specific um levels or stages of the mind?
1: No, I don't believe that. Uh you know, I I don't be- I, it's nice and it's great if uh if you feel that you are a candidate for it. And it feels something that's in line with your, you know, with your own body and your own journey here on planet Earth. Great, mm. but it's not for everybody. Uh, I'm much more con- uh, cautious than than many of my contemporaries, for sure. Mm. Uh, I just think it's a very fragile, fragile dance. Mm.
0: Yeah, but, but somehow, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: but you know, it's it's if. If you do find yourself in that set and setting that feels like it's uh, the the right step on your in your journey, it, it's it's in a, you know it, it changed my life. Mm. I'm, I'm, I've never been the same since.
0: And, mm. <laughs> and, uh,
1: <laughs> and I highly recommend it for anybody who's who's on the path who wants to, you know, mm. who wants to pierce the veil and see you know the ultimate truth. It's a mm. it's a great way to do that.
0: Mm. Yeah but uh, yeah of course it's not for every everybody but if if you, if you think about it this especially with with uh, substances like LSD or DMT you, you have to question reality in a way and and your reality your your way of viewing and observing yourself and the world and and this is part of postmodernity and of hippie movement and um i i can't think that movement without that drugs
1: you wait. Would you, you can't think of the movement without those drugs.
0: You said no, no, no. I, um, I, I think there were at least a, um, a part, a necessary part, not all of it, and there were so much yep. uh, things going on in that time. Yeah. But but um,
1: agreed. I agree. It was a a very a, a very necessary part. Hmm. You know. And and I and. <laughs> As far as that's concerned, you know, I kind of drift, and have a lot of resonance with the Terence McKenna archaic revival Mm. sort of philosophy in that um, psychedelic plants and medicines have been a part of every indigenous culture Mm. for thousands of years, and it's only recently have we lost our way with that. Mm. Um, You know, literally every single culture. You know, that's kind of was a part of storytelling about cultural transformation, about passing down myth and, and uh, history lessons amongst the different generations. Mm. The psychedelic engine was was such a huge part of that and you know in modern times we kind of lost our way with that. So I think within the 60s when it sort of happened again mm. and it was kind of a nod to our ancestral roots I think mm. and, and which is why so much creativity came out from it you know mm. I mean, especially music. I mean, yeah, the way that music was just flipped on its head as a result of the psychedelic <laughs> movement,
0: it's just, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> uh, no, it's... I, I, I recently saw a documentary about Jefferson Airplane and their time with the doors in um, Amsterdam. Yeah. Yeah. So because they were both there and, and this was the time when you could get drugs everywhere in every corner. And I, I, I don't know what was the singer of uh, Jefferson Airplane, the name of her, you know that? Grace slick ah uh, yeah and and yep. she uh, i don't know if you know the story but uh, uh she put all the drugs in her clothes in her uh, so. pocket uh, because it was too much but jim morrison took all of it ah. uh, so, so, so so and then they, they had the concert and uh, jim morrison was dancing frantically uh, <laughs> at the stage and and like a dervish and try to rile up the, the, the audience and <clears throat> I don't know I find that's really funny I like it
1: that's that's really funny now I mean yeah those are two great bands for sure mm.
0: when I think uh, um, about your father I always think of a shaman you know every culture got a mm-hmm. shaman and yep. the, the shaman uh, the function of the shaman is to cure in a way the the, the, the village the people uh, create a future and um, yeah to heal in a way and yeah. and and I always think of your father in, in in these terms you know that he had to provide yeah. something different you know yeah. he, he had to right. put the lines out in the future yeah
1: yeah that's uh that's a it's a great way of looking at it i mean that you know the 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 shamans of of all Various cultures and times and tribes where mm. you know, had the same had the same objective as he did, and you know, uh, shamans are alchemists too. Mm. You know, they 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 play with alchemy. They they you know put things in the pot and they stir it up, and you know, and great results can be kind of explode outside of the pot, uh, out from the pot, and create mm. a a wonderful new vision mm. for reality. And he was very, very much like that. You mm-hmm. know, he was trying new things all the time and just throwing different things into the pot that sometimes worked, sometimes didn't. Some things were more potent than others. And he could jump around from psychedelics to the Eighth Circuit model to, you know, to cyberculture and to computers and to being a political prisoner and an outlaw mm-hmm. and everything in between. You know, there's a lot of ground in between all those different things. And he was able to really mix all of that up and to, yeah no I mean he was he was a, a shaman for our times so mm. there's no question yeah
0: do, do you think that the way uh, of communicating about Timothy Leary about his story will change in the in the years to come that 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 his legacy in a way is not confined to, to the psychedelic movement but I
1: hope so I hope so Tom I really do. Uh you know I mean the 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 psychedelic work is uh important obviously and it's what he's known for but it's not the it's not the the most of his work. You know so you, you said he,
0: that but it's, yeah. for as an example because you know I I mentioned this integral philosophy and uh, yep. in, in Germany it's pretty huge there are, uh, uh, salons it's called uh, in, in, in 20, 30, 40 towns here and where, where people can gather and and talk about this theory and put uh, this into their lives and and but but Timothy Leary is always excluded you know it 's <laughs> like they try to integrate everything but not not the work of your father and it's it 's not only the the eight circuit model he 's like uh, as far as i understand he he Uh, um, developed game theory which resulted in transactional analysis and he did so much things with you you said it futurism and all that stuff but in in a weird way it's not integrated you know it's like uh he's still confined to that psychedelic area
1: it's yeah i i I wish i had an an answer for for it and i wish i you know i think about it a lot as well and uh, it sometimes it, it frustrates me and it's uh yeah history is a funny way of remembering people for mm. certain certain things and uh yeah and, and I, I just uh I, I yeah i don't know about about all of that and how it uh how he got so pigeonholed mm. you know uh it's very, very unfortunate and i think about it all the time uh you know because I, I exist so much in the technology world and in and in, uh, in in a lot of what i do for a living as well and uh you know the, in the mid nineties when he was having us build dot uh, leary.com mm. and there was even a predecessor to leary.com before the World Wide web called the conscious net, mm. which was a BBS, um, just a dial up kind of BBS of, uh, mm. kind of a, it was a social network.
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> it really was. It was a social network and he was the one instigating all of that. Okay. He was the one pushing us, you mm-hmm. know, to, to 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 go ahead and, and and to do that. He is the one who had the vision, and it's just. Um,
0: what happened you know. to his website? The, there was a, a, a website where uh, you could see him uh, writing a typewriter. Uh, th- this was all, and I found uh-huh. this uh, perfect. You know, you know which side I mean. Yeah. It was just a video of him oh, with some yeah, background yeah. music, and he was just yeah. writing and. And I found this the perfect website for, for a guy like him.
1: Uh, but yeah, he, he was, you know, plugging away in those realities, you know, so early on, and he never gets the credit for any of that stuff. Um, but time will tell. We'll see.
0: How, how is it? How is it for you? I mean, you have to navigate between doing your own stuff. Yeah. And living your passion in a way, which is solely yours. Mm-hmm. And and then to be culturally an advocate or or the son or um, uh, the emissary in a way yeah. of yeah. of the work of your father and I I think I I imagine this is at times quite difficult.
1: Yes. Oh, it is, is it not? Very, it is very difficult. It's very difficult. It used to be a lot more difficult. Mm. I'll put it i'll put it to you that way it used to be a lot more difficult it's not as challenging as it once was um mainly because i found uh through my own just journey of being alive i found my own path that sort of um uh made me comfortable in my own skin Hmm. you know i'm confident with who i am and uh and my contributions to my friends and to you know the, my my small little world around me,
0: hmm. and
1: and you know that and that's okay with me. You know I feel good about you know the life that I lead and that I've led, um, and that I continue to to forge through towards the future. So you know, or early on, right after he died, um, you know there was a tremendous hole in my life. There, hmm. There's no question because I was so a part of his world and i was like so caught up in his you know his net that was very wide reaching Mm. that i didn't really have my own identity Mm. i was struggling to find my own and he uh you know so it was very very challenging for me and yeah Mm. but i just consider myself I don't use the word emissary or anything like that. I'm yeah, just, yeah, it's... it's um, I'm, I, cont-
0: contributed I, to my best speaking English. It, so. it's, no,
1: I mean, I get it. I get the word and your English is good. It's just, it. it's hard. I just, um. I I just, uh, I do feel passionate about uh, keeping his memory alive, more so than I felt in a long time.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, and that's only recently, within the last couple of years. Before okay. that, I really you know, distance myself a lot from it. Mm. These days I feel a a lot more passionate with keeping his memory alive and uh, uh, not continuing the work that he did because that would be impossible. Of course. I don't feel feel like I can do that, but I I do feel like a lot of the issues that he brought out into the light Mm. that are issues that we can keep talking about Mm. and that I can keep talking about. Mm. And in that sense, I I feel a connection there and, Mm. and I feel good about it.
0: Yeah, I, I, I mean, with passion, you for example, your thing, your book, or or, or your podcast, or something. Okay, you yep. you try to establish your your own world in a way. Or you're doing, yeah. it if you have done it, but then on the other side, there's always this being made from the world, you know, from the culture in, in which we're living in, and so there there has always this impulse from from people uh, who want to talk to you about your father, you know, and and I wonder mm-hmm. you you have to. Some boundaries. I mean, you said, "Okay, when when we do this podcast, fifty percent this, fifty percent this," and I perfectly understand. But you have to develop, I guess, these boundaries where you say, "No, I I can't do it." I, uh, you know, what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, I I turn down people all the time, Hmm. Uh, just because I can't. You know, uh, I just can't do the. You know the the hundred percent son of thing you Mm. you just you just can't do it because Mm. it's it's a endless road that leads to no satisfaction Mm. so i i try not to do that um and now and then i'll i sort of uh i don't know what it is i'm getting into
0: (laughs) 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 nobody does
1: yeah and i and i make a mistake you know (laughs) uh actually happened a couple weeks ago on a podcast and I, i didn't do enough research but it's fine and it happens yeah so yeah like what we did you know I'm, I'm happy to talk about it as as much as you know as as possible but there has to be some balance and some boundaries
0: Yeah, mm. Yeah. You know, mm.
1: just to keep me happy you know to keep me com- comfortable in my own skin to keep me inspired you know and to keep uh, my own sense of I- identity alive you know i'm not
0: of course yeah I just imagine it, it must be difficult and it must have been a, a, a complicated well, way. I, mm.
1: I, I think like, okay. you know, I, I'm very grateful that he, that I guess his profession, his actual like work and what he did for a living was pretty esoteric. Mm. <laughs> Unlike, you know, I see yeah. uh, um, sons of uh, famous musicians mm. who are also musicians. Like the Lennon kids or something. Mm. And that just feels so, God, I just feel so bad. I feel so much like pity and compassion for them at the same time. Oh, okay. Like mm. if, if you're John Lennon's son and you're making an album, it just feels like a no-win situation. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know, it's like how, how can you compete with that? You know, you'll always be held up to, you know, being the son of a Beatle yet you're doing the same kind of work. And oh, that yeah. just feels, mm. it just feels, God, so challenging to me. Mm. Uh, and, you know, and like, for instance, Sean Lennon is a great musician. He really is a fine, fine player. Um, and he, he uh, and has great songs of his own, but to be John Lennon's son and be a musician, oh, boy, mm. that's, t- that's a tough gig, man.
0: Mm. <laughs> I, I, I only can imagine, yes. Mm. Yeah. Wow, well, Zach, um, I guess I, I have no more questions for you at the oh, moment. Okay, cool. Um, well, I,
1: well, I enjoyed it. Thank
0: you. I, I enjoyed it too. Thank you very much for doing this.
1: Of course, of course. Thank um, you.
0: I wish you all the best with, with your still. books and, and with your podcast.
1: And keep in Joe, touch. We, Joe, Joe, Joe Rogan coming,
0: coming up your podcast. That would What's be that? interesting. Joe Rogan is coming to your podcast. That would uh, be interesting. No? Well, I,
1: it's more likely that I would go to his, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. which uh, which I hope I would, I'd I'd like to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've, been, I've been wanting to for a while. It'd be great, um,
0: but is he we'll in, in Los Angeles too? Yeah, he, he is. Oh, okay. he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. this is this is a great thing when you have people uh in in a big town like Los Angeles who can you you can invite them over and and you have a a direct podcast for me it's always difficult because I always have to do it in uh, with with Skype because I live in Mallorca Spain so uh, and once in a while somebody comes here and I can do it directly I would prefer that but I I always um, am a little bit envious about Living in Berlin or, or Los Angeles, and just talk to the people and have the possibility to look them in the Why eye. Why do you live in Mallorca? Oh, this is uh, because six or seven years ago, uh, I with my girlfriend decided to go here and to. We, oh. we couldn't stand Germany anymore, so. Um, okay. We went here and and it's fine. It's a beautiful island. Do you know it?
1: Uh, I, I I I don't. I've never actually. I've never been
0: yeah it's great it's very beautiful and and but uh, it's more touristic you know mm. so um there are not many interesting people coming here to this island like cu- culturally working who, who mm. i want to make a podcast with you know
1: right well thank god for skype Yes. Yeah. Thank, <laughs> thank god for skype <laughs> well have a great day tom and yeah keep you in too
0: touch. yeah I wish you all the best. Thank you. Thanks so much, man. (laughs) Have a good day. Have a good day. Adios.